Hello, welcome to the Dentist Pocket Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your facial aesthetics business. Really excited with um, today's guest, a very successful but humble guy um, who does not facial aesthetics, but a similar service in terms of what patients want and not what they need. So a big welcome to Sandeep Kumar. Hi there, Harry. Thank, thanks uh, for having me, buddy. How no, are you today? Thank you for joining me. Um, so if anyone doesn't know who you are in dentistry, which I'll be very surprised, if you just want to give a small introduction and your background, please. Yeah, you know, the, the funny you ask this, I think uh, people won't know me, but when you mention the word Invisalign, yeah. <laughs> they know they know Invisalign and they know yeah. my smile then more than more than my name now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, basically, uh, Harry, I qualified as a dentist in India, uh, came to UK uh, about nearly 25 years ago, uh, passed my exams uh, to work as a dentist. Yeah. From very, very early on, loved the business side of dentistry, um, built uh, multiple surgeries in, in a very short time. And uh, now I don't do any clinical dentistry. It's about six years. Since I since I uh, pick up a drill, so now I just run the business, and uh, so I've got B two B business and B two C business. So I run a number of dental clinics where we see customers, NHS okay. clinics, and Invisalign is a big part of everything what I do. Okay. Then uh, my small network is our B two B business where we got close to about three hundred practices who are part of that community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I enjoy what I do and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun so far. I can tell by the smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> and a similar background in terms of, I enjoyed the business side more than the clinical side. Um, and that's what a lot of dentists struggle with. Um, so you mentioned my smile. So I'm getting back. How did you get involved in Invisalign first in your own practices? <laughs> Yeah, so 2007, I started my first private squat practice. Yeah. Um, and if you know, if any of, if you have ever started or any of your listeners have started a private squat practice, you know, you're not waiting for the phone to ring and you're waiting for somebody. To I didn't mind in the same year, 2007, my private Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it just happened to be, I had a lot of time those days and some, there's a dentist from London, he called up at my surgery and he said, uh, can he come around and meet me? And I said, yeah, of course, come down. I had plenty of time those days. So he came over, we sat down and he said, can I hire a room in your surgery and I'll pay you five, 600 pounds a day. Yeah. I'll bring my nurse with me. I'll bring everything in a suitcase. I don't need anything from you. And I'm just sitting there wondering what sort of dentistry you want to do, man, from a suitcase. Yeah. Uh, and that's the first time uh, I heard word Invisalign and he said, I want to do Invisalign. You know, as as we do sometimes, right? Especially, especially in your mentality. Let me have a first look into this. What, what that is. So I said, yeah, give me some time. Let me have a think about this. And off we go. And I just typed on Google, went on Invisalign website. There was a course available a couple of weeks ago, and uh, went on that course. And yeah. everything looks simple. I have z- I had zero orthodontic knowledge. Yeah. Never believed this. You know, this plastic will be able to move teeth or do anything. But, you know, um, I thought, let's give it a try. You know, if this guy can do it, why can't I? Yeah, of course. I started with a couple of cases in 2007. Um, The magic really happened, Harry, you know, when those patients were starting to come back for their review appointments. Yeah. And everything was fitting perfectly. 
everything was tracking as we planned. Patients were happy. They would all pay me about four grand each for their treatment. Yeah. And I thought, you know, why do I want to sit there and do 20 fillings for, for, the, for the same thing? And, you know, it, so overall, you know, I enjoyed everything about it. Financially, it made sense for the business. Yeah. I just never looked back since then. So in 2008, I nearly did close to 100 cases. God. And since then, you know, it's just uh, so last year we did just over 1500 cases in my own clinics. Very good. And uh, over uh, just over 10,000 cases uh, in the My Smile, My Smile yeah. network. So, yeah, you know, it was there was it was an opportunity presented and uh, I grabbed it and uh, run with it. So, yeah. yeah. You make it you make it sound simple. Obviously, I know obviously running a business, getting patients in, um, going back. Invisalign, obviously, you did the course, and I know similar in face-to-face. -face. People do the course. They think they can stick a couple of posters up, and they'll get flooded with patients. Um, exactly the same as Invisalign. I know so many people that have gone, gone on courses, and they think people patients are just going to pop through, queue up outside their front door. What makes the difference between those that succeed in Invisalign and also face-to-face compared to those that just do the course and don't implement very, very good question. You know, uh, and I am a very firm believer of this. It's not about knowledge. Knowledge is cheap. You yeah. can get a knowledge on YouTube. You you know, you don't need to come to my courses or your courses. Yeah. Everything you ever wanted to ever learn in your life is all on YouTube. Yeah. What it comes down to is taking action. Hmm. Is So I went on that course and I came back and I started four cases. Okay. And I believed in the system and I thought, let me see how I get on with it. Yeah. And I did not go all guns blazing, you know, started marketing and doing this and doing that. But once I once I tested it and I saw that it's working, and that's when I sat down and I made plans. Yeah. So in 2008, my two things I did was I had a full page advert in Yellow Pages. I don't know if people still know that. What the yellow page days, yeah. <laughs> and I had a simple, small website made by somebody, somebody local. Yeah. And then, you know, I started doing a full page advert in Metro those okay. days. Yeah. So, you know, what has, so from 2008 to 2023, now we're talking about 15 years, what has happened is the marketing channels have evolved, but the mindset has not. Hmm. So those days I started with yellow pages and uh, website. Then I went into doing Metro advert, like literally every week I had a full page Metro advert. Then I went on to radio and I was doing, I was on a radio like literally every week in Birmingham channels. Yeah. Advertising in Invisalign, advertising this, advertising that. And then, you know, we all know what happened with, you know, the internet world and Google paper click and this yeah. and that. Uh, and then I moved from there to started doing lots of paper click. And then we all know, know about Facebook and Instagram and, you know, now all this TikTok world and all that. And, what what I'm why I'm trying to tell you all this story is you've got to adapt change. Yeah, yeah. You can't just sit back and say, oh, you know, this used to work for me and I'm gonna carry on doing that. Hmm. You've got to be willing, you've got to, you know, it's not worth saying, Oh, I don't like to be on social media, or yeah. I don't I don't want to be posting or whatever. You got no choice. Yeah. And that's where the business is. If you want a business, you've got to be out there. You've got to be out there where 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 you're uh, with your with your people are so you know from very early on i had this attitude of just just get it out there let's test it and even today's date you know we're just trying so many different things some work and some don't and you know 
you know, on, on average, I say if I have a three ideas, one of them will never see a daylight because yeah. it just, you know, gets killed before even you even get to, yeah. get around it. Yeah. Second, everybody scrutinizes the hell out of it. And you just, you know, you even you think it's a good idea, but, you know, your team will convince you not even think about it. And as long as you can execute on one and learn from it and just, you know, keep reiterating, just, just action. Okay. And you're right in terms of testing because you think, like myself, we've got a really good idea, this ad's going to work, and we always split test everything. And it's normally what you think is going to work doesn't work, and the one you think, oh, that's crap or it's not branded, ends up putting in more leads than anything else. So, I mean, you have to just, as you know, take the ego out and just test everything and see what works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And you've got to be split testing. You know, some will work, some won't. Don't get too emotionally attached to things, you know, oh, I tried this. It's, it's you know, it's numbers, it's business. It's, you know, if it works, fantastic, do more of it. If it doesn't work, put it in the bin, come up with a new idea. It's just, you know, keep moving. <laughs> and that's where people go wrong as well in terms of they're not willing to change. Like, as you know, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting um, different expecting results. Different result. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they don't track and numbers, because I know you're very keen on KPIs, financial dashboards. If if you don't know the score of your business, you don't know what's working, what's not working. You know, Harry, if you if if people if you don't understand data, I don't I just don't really see how can you make any decisions. Yeah, yeah. You know, these numbers, which you know, every business has got a numbers. Hmm. And when you're looking at that business that is speaking to you and giving you signals, what's happening in the business. Yeah. And I'm really, you know, I, I do this, uh, my mastering courses every every two weeks now. And it's really, I'm amazed. People don't know anything about what's yeah. happening in their businesses. You know, they don't know what balance sheet is. They just pay whatever tax their accountant tells they, them. They don't, have they don't know how many customers, how many consultations they are doing. That that's the that's basic in my opinion, you know. For for me, data data is very very important because once you got accurate data, yeah. you can look at that and you can make you can make sensible decision based on that instead of getting too emotional about too emotional about things in business. Yeah, and I say to my guys that data is like a relay race. You don't know where the button's getting dropped. Once you know where the button's getting dropped, that's where you improve. You could be. I had a dentist who said, um, I need to double my budget on marketing, only getting one new patient a month. And he was spending £10,000 a month. And I, I looked at his figures. He was getting 200 leads a month, but there were no one was answering the phone or getting back to the patient. So I said, there's no point in spending <laughs> 20 grand a month on marketing. You're still going to have the same problem. It's the um, receptionist or your email or getting back to the leads that was a problem and that people don't realise where they go. Don't, don't, get me started. don't get me started on that. I will be here all day today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going on seeing trends, um, have you ever posted a TikTok video? Uh, I, you know, I know my strengths and weaknesses <laughs> and I'm going to openly tell on this platform. I don't know who's going to listen. Yeah. I do not ever post anything on my ever social platforms. Okay. I have a team of people who yeah. takes care of all of that. I think there's a very funny story. You know, you introduced me as as uh, as Invisalign. That's mm -hmm. what I do. And I remember I made a post and I spelled Invisalign spelling wrong in one of my posts <laughs> on Instagram. And my team was on the phone. I said, hey, but you have even so don't notice what you have done. You need to go and add yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know what I'm good at. Uh, copywriting, posting things. Yeah. 
following up is not my strength. No. So, but it got to be done. Uh, yeah. So I have a team who takes care of all of that. TikTok is not, as I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those who can hold a camera and you know start talking and stuff. I'm, I'm very, and I don't feel shame saying that. I'm a very introvert and I'm very, you know, it's no, it's just not, it's not my cup of tea. But it's, it's, it's there, and my team is doing it, and that, that, that's good enough for me. Yeah, no, I've got, I, I'm more 50 50. I have a team that does it. And it's quite funny because they like and comment on other people's posts. And then I'll meet a dentist and they'll say, Thanks for commenting on that post. I go, Did I? Who are you? <laughs> you have to be careful. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I know uh, last year you launched a book. If you want to tell our audience more about that, please. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I've been doing Invisalign for nearly 15 years now. And last year was a, big pivotal point in the business yeah you know during during covid and when we were all sitting at home i think we all had a time to self-reflect and say you know where you are and what you want to do and what what next future looks like and this is this is where you know i had this idea that you know i want to i want to be out there i want to be talking about my experience i want to be talking about what I've learned. And so far, you know, before that, I will never do any public speaking. The only thing I'll ever probably speak was uh, at a line events. Okay. And this is where, you know, I sat down with my team and I, you know, I directly questioned them and I said, what is difference about us than everybody else? Hmm. And difference about us is, uh, first of all, you know, without blowing my own trumpet here, Harry, I talk the talk and walk the walk. Yeah. You know, I've got no time for people's bullshit and, you know, who read a book and try to teach me things and yeah, of course. No, I've, I'm all ears for you know, like you running your own clinic and you teaching people how to run facial aesthetic. I love it because you are feeling the pain. You are you're doing that everything. You know how challenging it is. Yeah. So I think my my biggest USP was that you know I've been on this journey, which mm. yeah, other people can do the courses, other people can write books, but nobody has been on that path. Yeah. And second thing I was, uh, the biggest USB we found when I was speaking to my team was uh, that whatever I teach, I actually do it. So, you know, my headquarters in my small Birmingham, whatever I'm teaching to people, people can see end-to-end patient journey, the systems and processes and blah, blah, blah. So with with those two anchoring points, we came up with this idea of uh, mastering your Invisalign business program. So mastering in the business program is three things. It's an experience where people come to my courses. I do this every other Friday in different parts of the parts of the country. That's a full day event. And after that, you know, majority of them decide to join my small community and they benefit and it's good for everybody. And then, you know, there's only so much I can cover in a day. So before even I launched that, I started writing this book yeah. and the title was not even clear in my head at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we launched the book at that time, and then I launched the podcast. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's if you want to learn about a subject, you can't just go on one day training and say, now I know everything. So the plan is that what I want to do was people come to the course, they learn, have an experience. Yeah. Then they go away and take a book or buy a book and go deeper into that subject, mm-hmm. and then they carry on learning week on week and following on my podcast yeah, yeah. so mastering and wisdom became three things it was experience it was book and it was uh the podcast so yeah you know the book the book's doing 
doing phenomenally well. I am thinking if I can find some time to to write another one, but uh, I'm not not nowhere near yet. No, it's quite a good bug when you write your first book. You want to do the next one, but and it, it's as you touched on early in the podcast. It's not what because as you said, you can go on Amazon, Waterstones, YouTube, find out what is the why that no one can copy. And that's what people want to know is why, why do you do certain stuff? Why do you do that? And yeah. your personal journey. Because as you know, it's very competitive in dentistry. You see people copying other people's ads and stuff. They can copy the what, but they, they can never ever copy the why. That's it. You know, that that's where you got, you got to find your own, your own unique USB and stick to it. Yeah. You know, the, what social media has done is there's just so many shiny stars or, you know, you can do this and you can do that and you should do this and you should do that. And everybody's just following these shiny stars and they're just losing that purpose or their game, what they're about. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, just find your lane, stick to it mm. and become the best in the world at it. And that is it. And I call Facebook fake book because everyone posts their best version on themselves. They've done 20 implants before six o'clock, five in yeah. cases by yeah. seven o'clock and 200 yeah. press-ups by eight o'clock. Yeah. 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 That, that social media is all about. You just hear yeah. success stories. And uh, if you ever want to feel really, really depressed and really shit, spend mm -hmm. an hour on social media <laughs> looking at other people's holiday pictures yeah. and before and after cases and you think, what the fuck is wrong with my life? <laughs> <laughs> um, or the worst is when your wife's or partners look and go, look at how successful that dentist, look what that did. Why can't you be like them? <laughs> What's there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, one of the questions we get, you probably get it same with your delegates in Invisalign, in facial aesthetics. People say, okay, how much should I charge? Do I compare my prices to my competition? Do I be the cheapest? Do I be the highest? What yeah. advice do you give your guys when they're setting their prices? Yeah, very good question, Harry. So on, on this, I am really, really crystal clear. Yeah. That in this marketplace, there's only two games you can play. Hmm. Either you play premium or you play price game. Yeah. I am not here to dictate people that you should charge £3,000 for Invisalign or £3,500 or 4000 what I'm telling you is if you're charging 4,000, there are so many people out there who will pay you 4,000 pounds. Yeah. They expect a service. Yeah. And if you're charging premium, you do bloody deliver premium. Yeah. Because if you don't, there's somebody around the corner who is cheaper than you. Hmm. Charge premium, but have a red carpet service. The moment somebody gets in touch with you, how do you communicate? How do you talk to them? Yeah. How do you offer them flexible appointments? How do you offer them finance options? How do you, how they get welcomed when they come to your clinic? They need to feel luxury. Yeah. And once they see that, they'll think, you know, it's definitely worth paying more for this mm. because yes, I'm getting a perfect smile, but I'm going to have a nice journey. Yeah. But, you know, if you can't play that game, there's nothing wrong with playing a price game. You know, yeah. if, but make a decision, what are you trying to do? Yeah. And deliver on that. But if you can't, if you can't deliver that service, the only game you can play is price. Yeah. And you know, there's only one way you can go. It's it's a it's a it's a fight to the bottom line. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you say the middle person always loses out. Either you got to be premium or you got to be that's the it. yeah. Lukewarm ideas, lukewarm way of doing things. It's just there's there's no space for it. 
no. you make a decision, you play this game or that game. And in different clinics, I play different games. Yeah. You know, in a couple of clinics, I have a premium pricing, like we are the most expensive in those cities. Yeah. And in a couple of cities, we play the play, play the price game. Yeah. Um, but we we play high volume mm. price game in those uh, in those cities. Yeah. Still providing a good service, don't get me wrong, but not at a level where we do at some do, do at some of the other clinics. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's about it's about making a clear decision about your USPs, what your business stand for, and looking at your demographic and see what your demographic is about, and then this way or that way. Don't do anything half about it. And definitely, and as you said, especially with premium prices, never about the prices, about the value. If the yeah. patient can perceive you're giving them more value than what you're paying, they're yeah. happily part with their cash. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the best advice you got when you started your businesses? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, one of the best advice I ever got was uh, actually from my dad when I left India. Okay. Um, and my dad was a teacher, and right. thought, you know, it was I was just like a dad and son discussion. He was not even giving me business advice or anything. Yeah. And that advice was, you know. When he in India, this you know it's very hot, and people come to your house, and you know they're working like laborers and stuff. Yeah. And he gave me that piece of advice, and he said, "Son, pay people before their sweat dries off." Okay, that's good. You know the people work really hard. Yeah, yeah. They finish at work at five o'clock or whatever, and if you promise them to pay something, pay them what you promised, and pay them straight away. Don't you know? ifs and buts and you done the because that will give you so much that will help to build relations with people yeah and i know you know that when when he told me that and i thought you know what that got to do with anything else <laughs> and that is what something i it's I, I i yes i've got my own iteration and the way i look at this is you know um i may i got to make sure that i address what's in it for me for each and every person who works with me yeah I try to make sure that, you know, I look after my people really well. I pay them really well. I incentivize them really well. You know, I've got a number of people who've been working with me for over 10 years. Yeah. And look after people, you know, look after people. Run, run, run your business with, with your head. Yeah. But manage your people with your heart. And yeah, so that, that I still live with, live, eat and breathe, uh, breathe that advice yeah. in a different way. No, 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 no. Labors and I pay them before this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I hope you got the you got the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. unless you're Prince Andrew who never sweats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, I know you're a keen reader. Obviously, apart from your book, what's a couple of books that's really inspired you? Oh yeah, uh, good question. Um, you know, the, as they say, the. What was the saying? The teacher is ready when the student when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah, yeah. So the book you're reading, it's at what stage of your life you are at. So number of years ago, when I just initially started reading, you know, there's a there's a very old classic book. It's called Seven Habits of Wildly Highly Effective People. Um, yeah. You know, they're just so it's simple, it's basic. Yeah. If somebody has never read a book, that's the first thing they should, I think, start with. Yeah. 
And then second thing, second when, you know, as I progressed in life and then, you know, I've been reading books. And at that time, I was going through a real tough, tough time in my life. And I came across a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Um, it was uh, the concentration camp that, you yeah. know, the guy who, who got stuck in. And I was just thinking, what the fuck I'm sitting here moaning about, you know? <laughs> I don't have a job or I'm eating at McDonald's and this and that. Just get up and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if this guy can survive that type of environment, come on, you know, you, you've got good health. You're young. Just, just get on with it. But that's a Victor Frankl, yeah, a really good book. Yeah, so Man Search for Meaning. And uh, last year, I read a book called uh, Die with Zero. Okay. And that really resonated with me. Um, yeah. And that's about, you know, don't accumulate things. Don't, don't you know, have a big bank balance as all big cars on a charger in a in a in a in a, in a garages yeah. which you never get to drive <laughs> you know use that money or use that resources which you have built hmm. to create experiences enjoy things in life yeah you know once you're gone you're gone yeah don't don't think about leaving too much behind for your <laughs> for your uh, for your ancestors and you know for your next generations yeah. Um, you know, teach your kids how to fish, but don't serve fish on their plate. Yeah. But if you have worked hard for it, hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy it, create memories, create experiences. So yeah, th th these three books in, as I said, you know, if I have read Die With Zero when I was struggling, yeah. it would not have made any, any sense to me. Of course, yeah. So it just depends, you know. So yeah, th these are the three I would, uh, I would say. Yeah, and you make an interesting point. It depends where you are in life. Like I will reread the same book once every two years and yeah. because you progress or a different level you'll pick up new stuff from that same book that you never picked up at the beginning yeah, yeah. yeah. um hey time is flying by um where do you see yourself in 10 years time um harry listen I, I i make a joke of this sometime the day i landed in in london airport in 1998 and if somebody would have just took me on a side room and said right do you want to sign a contract which will mean that you will have one dental practice which you will actually own yeah and you will have two surgeries and you will have a dentist actually working under you yeah either you can have that or you go out of this door and do whatever you want to do in life what do you want to do hmm. that day i would have picked up that piece of paper and i would have signed that contract yeah, yeah, yeah. you know 25 years on life is a bonus my friend hmm. life is a bonus i you know touch with i'm very grateful I've got some amazing team behind me. I think I've built a reasonable business. Um, and life is a journey. I don't, those days are gone when I used to get up and think I'm going to do at least 100 UDAs today. Yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've gone beyond that now. So, you know, as long as I'm healthy, my my family's okay, my kids are doing well, yeah. my team is happy, my, my small community is happy. Mm. And, you know, as long as I'm doing the right things, I honestly don't care where this journey takes me. Yeah. As long as all these things are taken care of, whatever next 10 years bring, I am super excited and I'm looking forward to it wherever that that goes. Sorry, that's not your direct answer. No, no, but... no, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing you need to change is your football team. I'm a big Liverpool fan, so oh, I know that... you're Man United, so... Yeah, don't, don't remind me what happened two weeks ago. Oh, but... no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so if people want to find out more information in terms of what you do, books, podcasts, and My Smile, obviously we'll put some links in the episode, but yep. if 
you want to direct people where they can find out more information about you? So the simplest and the best way is to go to my website, which is drsandeepkumar.co.uk. Yeah. Everything is there, what I do, how I do, about the book, about the podcast, about the Mastering Your Invisalign business program. So that that's probably then, then you know, from there, you can connect me with on, on social channels and stuff. And then, you know, yeah. So that is probably the place to go. It's drsandeepkumar.co.uk. Perfect. And there. Okay, thank you, Sandeep, for your time. I know you're a very busy man. Um, thank you for your words of wisdom. As I said, we'll put links um, to the website and other stuff on the podcast episode. So thank you, Sandeep, for your time. Oh, thanks for having me, Harry. I, I can't even, I can't believe how time has uh, gone so quickly. So good. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate that. And uh, cheers, buddy. No, thank you.